Welcome to another episode of For Life and Legacy. We're grateful that you joined us on today and we look forward to making sure that we continue to add value to your life and your legacy. So go ahead. Let's sit back. Don't relax yourself. Just get ready to do something great because there is greatness in you. You are the creation of the almighty God and he does all things well. We have Dr. Stephanie Finney as our co-host and I am Michael Coleman, your host on today. So let's look forward to greater things. Come on, say it with me. Greater things are coming because there's greatness in me. There is this struggle going on within the kingdom and trying to determine where faith, where their faith should be um, and how things can progress. And I want to take this time out because it's, it, I think it's, it's key for us to get there. Hebrews chapter four, verse one through three. I have the new King James version. It says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering into his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. So that means you can come short of it. You could come short of it, right? It says, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. Why didn't it profit them? Not being mixed with what? Faith. They didn't mix the word that was spoken with their faith. Mm -hmm. They didn't use. So just like I just illustrated or spoke before, you have to mix the word of God with your faith in order to see the production come forth. If you don't mix the word of God with your faith, you can hear it all day long, but you have to act on it. You have to act on it. You say, well, brother, what if I'm waiting? Then wait on it and look at look. Get an get 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 something in your mind as to what it would look like um, on, on the day that you get what you've been praying for. And I'm gonna share this with everybody. You know what? I, 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 I'll get it. I'll see if I can get my wife to get it. I I went on Amazon and I bought a garage door open. You say, okay, well, what's that? What do you mean? I bought a garage door open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't have a garage yet. I see you. I see you. I don't have a garage yet. That's that's coming. Right? But some people say, bro, you just, no, I didn't waste my money. I believe God. When I saw it, I said, oh, that's for me. I said, that's for me right there. I'm going to put that in my garage because I'm going to go and get what I've been praying for. Listen, it's right there in the box. And if I can get my wife's attention, she might be able to hand it to me. But I just want to tell you right now that it is coming and it's on its way. I have to believe, I have to believe some way, shape or form. Thank you, dear. That my garage door opener right here, Amazon, right? I believe that it's on its way, right? I say, I'm going I'm I'm to keep this box because I know that it's going. So I need to buy two more. But because I, I really want three car garage. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna buy. So look, uh, 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 or maybe one more because depending on how it's designed. But my point is, yes, that when God promises more, 
that there is more in store. And if we we just need to take the act of faith, get yourself, I don't care what it is, what you believe in God for, get something to help you remember that this is what God is going to do. Mix that word with your faith. Mix it with your faith. I remember when I was unemployed and I left the Navy, um, I got up and got dressed. I didn't have a job to go to, but I got up and got dressed. I ended up working at a hotel establishment. I remember reading, listen, I'm just going to talk to you real good. I remember reading uh, one of my technical manuals at night. And uh, finally, after a couple of weeks of being at that place, and I said, Lord, this is not where I want to be. This is not how I think it should be. Uh, uh, but believe it or not, you might as well believe it because it's true. I left the technical manual out. While I was back there, listen to what I'm saying. I was back there washing clothes, drying towels, and somebody came walking down the steps, right? Walking down the steps. They said, who's reading this book? I said, that's me. I said, why are you, you, why are you working here if you're reading this book? I said, I can't find a job yet. He said, give me your resume. Cutting to the chase. Give me your resume. Listen to listen to what I'm about to say, though. He said, "Give me your resume." I said, "Okay." I was so hungry. I was no longer slowful. I was so hungry. Other people came down. Look, you better move on faith. This is me. This is my life. This won't your life. But I'm telling you, other people started coming down the steps, and he started walking out the door. I said, "You need to hold up a minute." He walked on out the door. I walked on right behind him. I, I had to leave. I left the customers at the date, told him I'd be back. But I had to get his email address and every bit of contact information from him that I could because I wanted that job. I wanted what I had been dressing up for. Mm -hmm. So even though my my present condition didn't make it look like it was going to be favorable. I still had the mindset that God was still going to work from out and he worked it out when I look, he, ah, hallelujah. I rem it's as if he had, um, when, after he had resurrected, he came and he, the, the, the disciples were on the boat and while they were on the boat, they went to cast the net, but some, but he, they cast it on the wrong side. And Jesus told him from the shoreline, cast it on the right side. You need to be on the right side. He cast it on that right side and they pull in. And next thing you know, they had too many fish that they couldn't handle at all. But lo and behold, here's what I want to get at is that Jesus was on the shoreline already preparing mm. a meal for them. Mm. So there are times when God will just prepare something for you because you act out of faith. They did what they did in faith. They were they were actually pulling up out of faith. They cast it on the other side. Out of faith, they did the right thing. You just have to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Consistently do the right thing. Yeah. Right. And, you know, here's what I'm going to say. Even sometimes when you think it's over. Christ will show up. No, look, come on now. Let's be real. It's not like the disciples decided, hey, guess what, guys? We know he's resurrected. Let's go tell the world. That's not what they did. They went back yeah. to fishing. Mm -hmm. They went back to fishing. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, Jesus is so compassionate that sometimes he'll catch you when you go back to what you were doing and say, hey, that's not what I meant for you. That's mm -hmm. not good enough. Mm -hmm. It's not good enough. 
That's not good enough. When you hear the voice of Jesus, cast your net on the right side and go get it. So I'm talking to every single, every single body, if you will. Mix that. I don't care where you, if you think you messed up, if you think you missed the mark, if you think you slipped and failed, he will ask you to cash it down on the right side and prepare something for you. Right? Even if you've been walking with him a long time, even if you've seen the miracle signs and wonders, let's go exercise your faith one more time and watch God do wonders in your life. Watch God do it. He's going to he's going to use your faith when you mix it with that word. He's going to use your faith to transform your life because you're meant for so much more. Yeah, let me. And if you if you needed a word of encouragement today, I want you to take that right there, because it says that you will you mix the word of God with your faith and you will see the promises come to pass. And it even says that you will believe and enter into his rest. That means in a place of peace where he's intended for you to be the whole time. Some of us, some of us, listen, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to share this with you because I got this revelation out of the day. You know, sometimes you should not be focused on what God will do to you if you don't listen. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that one more time. You should not be focused on the bad things that may happen to you because, because you didn't listen. It is not so much what God will do to you. It is what God will do without you. Mm. If you don't listen. You said, what do you mean? Let me give you the the best illustration. What if God told you to buy Amazon stock eight years ago? Mm -hmm. What if God told you to buy and you said, I'm good. You've been a millionaire today. You could. It is what will happen. What God could do without you. It's like, oh, I missed out on being a part of the portion of God's blessing. And can you imagine what that's? So I'm thinking, I want you to kind of reorganize your mindset that God really wants to punish people. That's not what it is. God's trying to get it good to you so you can experience the goodness of God, the abundant life. Right. You already have you may already have a well, I know I had a prescription for damnation. I'm glad he came in with the cure. Blood still has power and it will change your life so much. So let's do this real quick because I know I'm fleeing and I'm hoping I'm helping. Um, Let's go to Second Corinthians. Five. Seventeen and eighteen. Oh, wait. Did I hold up something? There we go. Second Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. See, um, 17, 18. Yeah. All right. And then I love it because you're looking through it. So while, I'm, while we're turning there, 
I want you to really consider that. I want you to consider uh, and, and take that in a full understanding that there, that there is so much that God wants to do with you. Right? It, it, it's kind of like, hey, you want to go with me to the store? I'm buying. Like oh, I'm buying. No, I'm buying. I got you. I got you. No, I'm good. I won't sit there. I'm going to sit down there. And unfortunately, sometimes we may have a pity party. And the only people invited is you and the enemy. Hmm. And you know he don't have anything good to say. He won't play the wrong music. That's it. Until you do everything you used to do. Mm -hmm. Try to remind you when you couldn't fly. Mm -hmm. Right? When you couldn't get to the places where God wants you to be. So here we go. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. Mm -hmm. uh, if you could, sister, go ahead. Sure. Again, from the NIV, 2 Corinthians 5, 9, uh, 5, 17 and 18. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. All right. So we hear this scripture five and 17 over and over again, over and over again. Right. But let, I kind of want to put this into context. Um, listen, if you don't put it into context, you, you, you're kind of going to miss the point is that it says if you're in Christ, you are a new creation. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that sometimes your old man tries to show up. But you have to remind yourself that you are a new creation. Mm -hmm. You have to remind yourself, which you say, what do you mean, bro? Listen, what if, and I like using illustrations, what if you discovered all this time that you were really a millionaire. Hmm. Right? All those struggles you were going through in the past, you don't have to go through anymore. How would that change your life? How would that change what you do and how you do it? How would that change your atmosphere and the places you would go? Right? So imagine you being a millionaire but still eating out of garbage cans. Right? Imagine you being a millionaire and still sitting in a per excuse me, in a park or laying on a park bench asleep. Yeah. Imagine being able to afford the finest of the fine, the best of the best, but yet and still you have not changed your mind. To the point where you understand the opportunities that are available to you. This is what happens mm -hmm. when you don't remind yourself that you came out of Egypt and you're headed for the promised land. This is what happens when you start to forget exactly how great a salvation you have that you've been born again. This is what happens. Here we go. This is what happens when you forget to mix the word of God with faith mm. because you can't tap into your bank account. You can't tap into the resources. 
You can't move heaven and earth because you are not allowing your faith to believe in the word of God to transform everything in your life. You could tra- listen, you could change. I know you don't believe me. Some of y'all might not believe me, but I can prove I got scripture to prove it that it says a diligent hand shall be made fat. Those who work hard, God will prosper you, that God will bless the works of your hands. And if you find your focus, God will begin to move and make you more than enough. I guarantee you, abundant life is yours. Right. If you allow your faith to go to work and you be patient, you be patient to God, develop me, develop me, develop me, because I know I'm a new creation. Teach me the ways of your world. Teach me how to do these things. He says all things are passed away. All things have become new again. I use the illustration of the butterfly. You you look at a caterpillar and you look at a butterfly. Nothing looks the same. But it's programmed to transform. And it's hungry enough to transform. Hmm, Hungry enough. I remember that. Yeah, it's hungry enough to transform. The question is, are you hungry enough to transform? Let me give you a quick illustration of the difference between a caterpillar and a butterfly. The caterpillar actually eats from the milkweed plant. Milkweed plant. Let's just talk about what it eats. It eats the milkweed plant. Maybe you don't know. I'm talking specifically about the monarch butterfly. Right? The milkweed plant. A milkweed plant is poisonous. Hmm. And for that reason, many of the caterpillar's predators don't bother to eat it because if it ate the caterpillar, you will die. So that's the reason you see the little stripes on the caterpillar's back. It, it warns off the predators that guess what? I'm nasty. I'm death if you eat me because I'm eating stuff that's poisonous. Mm-hmm. But here's what happens during the transformation process. His diet changes once he becomes a butterfly. He's not eating what's poisonous anymore. Mm-hmm. He's drinking from the nectar. He's drinking. I believe the scripture says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, your life changes what you eat, what you consume changes. Right. When you are rich, you can afford to have a chef prepare you anything and everything you want. When you're rich, you can get salmon on bagels all day long. When you're rich, you can you can say, forget the steak. Give me lamb. When you're rich, when you're rich, you start changing. your di- If you have good sense now, if you have good sense, you change what you eat. Mm-hmm. So. There are things that should change in your life. Because I guarantee you, if you change your diet, you change how you feel. Amen. And if you change how you feel, you change what you do. They have an old adage says, if you, uh, I think Deion Sanders says, if you, if you look good, play good, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, you want to be able to get that mindset right to the point where you believe God for greater things. Even when they seem impossible, because I love it, it's when it's impossible that he does his greatest work. Mm. Right? It's when it's impossible. You know you shouldn't be in that position. You shouldn't be in that job. You probably shouldn't be in that house or that car. You know the things that you did in the past. If somebody found out about your dead little secret, you come on now. That This is the God we serve. That's right. So if he could do that, 
And that happened in the past. Imagine what he's going to do for you in the future if you continue to hold on to your faith. If you continue that new things are on the horizon. If you continue to believe that new things are on the horizon. Um, I want to share something uh, last bit with you. And you don't even have to move. You might as well scroll up. Second Corinthians 5 and 7. Says, oh, okay. For we walk by faith <laughs> and not by sight. By sight. You can't get, you can't become new unless you do these things. You can't become new unless you walk by faith. I tell you what, I tell you what, because guess what? The old enemy will remind you of who you were and try to remind you of the things you've done. And if you walk by sight, then you will remember those things. But when you walk by faith, God will begin to call you out to what you should be. He'll begin to remind you that you're blessed and not cursed, that you're above and not beneath, that you're the head and not the tail, that all these things that I promised you are yours, yea and amen, that you are indeed the righteousness of God, of Christ Jesus, that I have made you my child. And because of that, you are an heir unto salvation. And because you are an heir to salvation, that you have the right to sit with me in heavenly places. If you start walking by faith, you will be able to hold your head up high and be able to accomplish the things that he's promised you. Faith puts you in a new stratosphere. It, it promotes you beyond what you think you, hallelujah, should receive because it is the gift of God. I'll say this again. I really want to say this real good. It is a gift. A gift is not something you earn. It's something you're given. So I want to say this on the way out the door. Galatians, third chapter. Because I told I told to Stephanie we were going to talk about this a little bit. We're going to get to it next week. I mean, week after okay. next. Okay. Galatians third chapter. Is that particular verse? We're going to start. We're going to start verse one. I think we need to go through the whole chapter. Believe it or not, next week, ne week after next. Okay. But I'm going to start at verse one, and we're going to read the verse. Uh, we should get to verse. Uh, that's verse eight. We're going to get through it. We're going to see how we get through it. All right. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to read New King James Version. Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That we hear that again. Or by the hearing of faith. You receive the spirit by faith. You don't receive it by works. You don't receive. You do works because of faith. Let's make sure we understand. Right? Mm -hmm. Are you foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? Listen, churches, people out there who actually go ahead and try to crucify people who are trying to get saved. You have to first catch the fish before you actually skin it. How about we're not made perfect by the law? We're not perfect, made perfect by whether or not you have open toe shoes, cotton stockings, carbon fiber stockings. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever it is. You're not made perfect by those things. You're made perfect by the spirit. Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, therefore he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? We are nailing down the fact that faith is a quintessential part of this life. And if you're going to produce anything great, you're going to do it by faith. Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, Faith brings forth righteousness. 
Faith brings forth, I'm going to say it again, faith brings forth righteousness. If you don't understand, if you can't get anything else out of this particular session, faith brings forth your righteousness. It is no work that you could ever accomplish that could make you righteous. You might as well believe God for the righteous work he did on the cross. Faith makes you righteous. Therefore, know that only those who have a faith are the sons of Abraham. Listen to me, just in case you couldn't make the connection. And I wanted to make sure, because I had this question. I said, well, all these promises happen in the Old Testament. Uh, you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Mm-hmm. Now, wherever my feet shall, uh, my feet of my soul, excuse me, soul of my feet shall trod upon is mine. All of these other blessings and these many other things. I say, yeah, they were made to the children of Israel. Guess what you see there? Mm-hmm. I want you to read it for your good self. Read it for your good stuff. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, verse 8, and the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, I'll say it again, and the scripture foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, and you will all nations be blessed. Guess what that means? It is not relegated just to the children of Israel, but anyone who chooses to exercise their faith and to believe that God will do just what he says. God says, I will set a watch over my word to make sure it performs what I said will do. Not one word will return to me void. So when I speak the word, it will come back to me. Excuse me, it won't come back to me, but it will perform that just what I say. So herein we understand that if God has said it, then it shall happen. And if he spoke it, it shall come to pass. So then those who are of faith are blessed with the believing in Abraham. Verse 9, you have to understand that you are kin. You are kin through faith. We're going to get to the rest of it. We don't get to the rest of it. But if you ever wondered and you needed to find the tie-in, you need to find the tie-in. I challenge you to read Galatians, the third chapter, so that you could see that you are supernaturally tied into the blessings of Abraham because you choose to exercise your faith in the sacrifice that God made on the cross that you might become mm, heirs with him. Heirs with him. So don't. Well, listen, we got to get out of here for right now, but we have part two coming up for you. We want to make sure you know that you are more than welcome to join us on the next episode. It should be published on Monday of next week. But come on now. We want to stay encouraged knowing that there is greatness inside of you. We want to keep meeting to get that greatness out of you. Amen. And we're believing this is going to continue to add value to your life and your legacy in Jesus Remember to hit that like, share, subscribe button so we can continue to bring this to you. All right.